Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Business in Bentonville. My name is Andy Wilson, and I'm the executive director, and I will tell you, we have such a great podcast for you today. I can't wait to introduce my guest, and let's get into it. Again, thank you for joining joining us, and we, as you know, we're on your favorite streaming channels, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and, of course, LinkedIn, are, and as always, doing com. So, again, welcome again. All right, let's get into it this morning. So, Karen Orson, welcome. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Andy. Wow, it's so good to meet met y'all. Have met. I've got it's so many great stories I could talk about already about about these individuals. But today's podcast, I will tell you, you need to lean in because we're going to talk about one of the number one issues in this country. I would even say the world today: AI. How it's so great, but there's some issues that we need to talk about from the standpoint of being authentic, and we're going to get into those issues today and talk about it with my two subject matter experts. But first, let me give a little more introduction to our guests, and please feel free to add. So Karen Kilroy, welcome, and I have just learned so much about you. Thank you. You know, I've, you know, it's it's amazing in Northwest Arkansas when you when you meet people and you spend a few minutes with them. How amazing the talent, the knowledge, and the expertise is in this little area we have, isn't it? It really is. It is. So, Karen, okay, you you are the CEO of Kilroy Blockchain Corporation. Yes. All right, and you're an author. Yes. And we're going to share and talk about. Karen's book right here, everyone, and tell you how to get the blockchain fettered AI. We're going to talk about that. We're going to refer to it, and we're going to also share where you can get that book because you're going to really have it. You going to you want to read it? I'll just say that to you. So, so, and you also um, volunteer a lot, Karen. Yes, to a lot of things. Uh-huh. So you were just traveling somewhere to an event. Where was that? Um. Recently, I traveled to the uh, to the Content Authenticity Initiatives uh, meeting in uh, at Stanford University. Right, and it was 150 people that were invited there to con- to discuss content authenticity. Wonderful! Oh wow! Get ready! Get ready, everyone! <laughs> Here he comes! <laughs> and uh, but so there you will. Uh, I'll mention a, a lot more what Karen does. Uh, she she also has a nonprofit called Friends of Justin. We'll get into that a bit too in our, our broadcast. Okay, my other guest is Orson Wings. Or, welcome, Orson. Thank you. Good morning. You know, I I have got the opportunity to meet Orson, and and I think by find our first conversation, we almost decided we were relatives, didn't we? <laughs> it was down on. <laughs> yeah, it was a great conversation. It was. Sure. It was so good. And Orson is the co-founder and executive director of the Music Education Initiative. Yes. Now tell us what that is. Literally, a nonprofit that I put together with our other co-founder, Greg G T Thompson. And we saw that during COVID, a lot of venues shut down mm-hmm. and that there weren't going to be a lot of skilled or qualified people to know how to work shows. So we decided to address that void that was coming. And it's here. Right. It's happened years ago. And we're trying to use our expertise, mm-hmm. our relationships and experience that we've done and relationships around the world to bring that here so that we can give skills to people or job seekers or students that really want to understand how to get a foot into music, Mm. entertainment, and live event industries. That's it. 
you know, I was able to attend one of uh, your events recently, and uh, and I will tell you, we have to come back and spend some time there uh, because of what you and your organization is doing around young talent and uh, is is amazing. Thank you. And so I want I just for all our viewers, we're going to have to come back and go deep on that. Okay, and then uh, so we're going to do it. All right. I appreciate now, it. Now you. You may not recognize this guy because he doesn't have a helmet on, but he's a former <laughs> hog, Razorback. That's right. So, no hogs. Yeah. That's right. So uh, w- tell us about that. Really, I I was uh, a Razorback in 1980, my freshman year. All right. I decided to stand, stay in the state I yeah. didn't leave the state, and I, I wanted it. to build from here and make Arkansas good yeah. So and better. And so what I did was I went and played all four years under the great legendary Lou Holtz and wow. somebody that impacted me personally and professionally as well. And I'm glad to be back in Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I tell people I've moved back yeah. to Northwest Arkansas where I grew up. That's so all that's, that's where I'm here. Well, thank you for coming back. And thank you Thanks also for uh, being a hog. That's great too. And, and uh, yeah, I can't imagine, you know, and again, and it, it would be a story of it for another time, but I, I would love to just, Get inside your head, and you talk about the leadership from Lou Hoax yeah. and the learnings. This has to be unbelievable. Yes. As part of literally how I was raised, in addition to what mm-hmm. I was able to literally acquire during that, being around a lot of different teammates and all, and how I was raised originally mm-hmm. with my family, and, and it all impacted me even today. It's not usually not a day that goes by that it's some, some type of influence or some kind of thought mm-hmm. to deal with how I was raised, yeah. and then— the impact of what that did with the coaching and all from Lou Holtz and his staff and yeah. other coaches. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, one of the things about so amazing about life and, and, you know, um, is the impact that leaders have on us and, and, and good and bad. You can learn from both. No question about it. I, and, you know, it, there's hardly a day I'll go, you know, uh, goes by that. I don't think about something that Sam Walton said. And, you know, and I was fortunate to grow up at Walmart, you know, when I got out of college Walmart had a hundred stores. And when I left, we were the largest retail company in the world. And you, 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 if you just show up, you learn things. But then if you apply yourself, they become life lessons, don't they? They do. And so we have to get into that. Oh my gosh, we haven't even started that. And and, uh, we we may have four or five podcasts already coming. But anyway, uh, let's get to our topic today. And because that's really why we're here. Is to talk about uh, this this whole thing around AI, and so Karen, you just w- went to this conference you mentioned briefly at yes. Stanford, right? Stanford, yes. you know, where where did you say? It was at Stanford University. Stanford University, okay. All right, now I know before you ever showed up there, you have a concern around the authenticity of AI. Yes, I know that's a real concern. So why don't you just talk about that? Orson, please, as always, feel free to get in because I know you are really depth in this knowledge also. So let's just set, let's talk about at 30,000 feet for a minute. What, what, what's it look like? Uh, and then we can talk about our concerns and then we'll get into some solutions that you both have around this topic. Okay. So let's just navigate that path for a moment. Well, one way to, kind of dive into the topic. Uh, I thought the Rogers Library did a really good job naming my talk there that I did about a year ago on this. And they said, they called it AI, what makes it so smart anyway? And the answer to that is we make it 
so smart. People make it smart. Uh, it it uh, the AI models, which is the term that for uh, that's that's a term that's used for AIs that are deployed models, mm-hmm. and uh, these models uh, learn by consuming data and information. And so it will try to get all of the information that it possibly can that's out there, that's available, that's free. So the World Wide Web to us seems massive. And there was a joke about, I don't know if you ever remember seeing it, but I always thought it was so funny. It was the last page on the internet. Like somebody said, you're like, is this is the last page on the internet? It's like, oh, good, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of like uh, it, the, it gets to the last page on the internet. It actually gets to the last page on yeah. the internet because it's so massive and fast and yeah. Yeah. it's going to run out of data. And so um, what uh, my thinking is is that it's as it needs more data, people should be able to do that for an occupation. They should be able to get paid mm-hmm. uh, for their data. And so uh, having an audit trail for uh, output that is produced by AI is really important. That's the very first step mm-hmm. in making sure someone is paid for their mm-hmm. for their work. Mm-hmm. I agree with Karen, and she's educated me on so much about it. I've just had to stop. And you said 30,000 feet viewers. I've just had to stop and say, wow. And she explained to me that the, the AI, the large language model, is what I'm learning some of these terms are, is that it has to be fed. And the data that we provide it is the data that it acquires and learns from. So as much data as you get and put in, so we're seeing data and its content our photos, or someone reading a speech. It's just so many different things, a book, a lot of different things that are being fed. And we've seen that there have been authors that have just said, oh, put put the bricks on. And I, I don't want my, my book fed into AI and l- allow that AI to recreate my stories or versions of my characters that I know nothing about and literally don't get paid. So you have Stephen King is one of the authors that has has done that in uh, John Grisham. <laughs> These guys are like, whoa, whoa, put mm-hmm. the brakes on it. So let's stop. So what Karen is saying and what she's told me and what she's created are some of the things that can address that, as she mentioned, a solution. Mm-hmm. And that's what we feel so comfortable with and mm-hmm. telling people about, let's protect your content mm-hmm. so it's not misused and abused. So mm-hmm. let's do it the right way. Because, again, there are bad actors out there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, one of our... Uh, on, we're on a Hyperledger Foundation, one of the uh, special interest groups with Hyperledger Foundation out of Toronto. And, and we had Karen chair at a uh, roundtable discussion the other day about dealing with music and entertainment and AI. And uh, one of, the, one of our, our founding members of the special interest group, uh, Dr. Todd Holmes, says uh, AI can't be trusted, but blockchain can be trusted. And that's a significant portion of literally some of the things that Karen wrote in her book that's out. But also she can show you the trail of how this really works, that somebody doesn't get something stolen and somebody comes back and says, oh, that's mine. No, well, she can put the DNA in it. Mm-hmm. Then. So DNA is so prevalent and is used. But this gives you that digital DNA. OK, wow. OK, so the, the big picture here 
is what I what I'm hearing is that AI it's a wonderful thing, but but there's there's got to be some guardrails. Yes. Is that some guardrails here? Mm-hmm. Uh, because because it's as you said, it, has it already assumed uh, assumed everything on the internet? So uh, to your knowledge, I like would say it's, yeah, it's there. Oh yeah, I think so. Okay, you know. All right, and then. <laughs> That takes a, takes a moment for me to like comprehend <laughs> that, right? <laughs> right? You know, but, okay. So, it this huge, huge thing is this AI. Now, now what we have to do is uh, this trail you talked about. Let's ex- let's go down that trail and explain again to our viewers and listeners really what underneath this whole fe- this whole thing we call AI. Okay. It's artificial intelligence. Let's go underneath that a bit now and take that to that next level of understanding. Can we do that? Oh, Are we ready for that? You got the person to do okay. it right here. All right. <laughs> All right. Take us down that trail, Karen. So, so can you clarify a little bit more? Yeah, uh, go sure. underneath the covers of. Yeah. Well, what I want you to do is this. Okay. Orson was talking about that. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of concerns. You're talking the examples of the authors you talked about yeah. to some music industry you talked about and others that don't want their information okay. on right. on there. So, but there's a path or a trail I call it. Okay. So, sorry, unpack that what Orson said a bit for us as we navigate our way to a solution. Here. Sure. How's that? Sure. Um, if you uh, if you don't want your information on AI, the the very best thing to do is not share it and just keep it locked up and hidden. You know, but that's not realistic. No. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to do that. Right. So I, mean, I can't say no one's going to do that, yeah. but it's just not it's not practical. And uh, and so uh, what you want to do is make a way where you can uh, you you've made a claim to that file before you share it and and in your claim to the file you can say things like ai should not use this for training ai should not use this for inference or data mining and those things can be flagged right in your claimed file and when i when i'm talking about claiming the file that's the that's what we were talking about at stanford okay is content yeah. authenticity initiative and how you can uh they call it signing a file mm-hmm. and making a claim and and you can go in and you can make assertions about a certain file uh you know this i i created this uh, using this software on this date and these are the ingredients that i pulled in and ai was used or ai wasn't used and so you're kind of establishing a baseline for the provenance of that file how did it get, come to be okay wonderful okay you want to add to that that this is this is where we want to get to now because we're what we're doing now what, what they're doing they're giving you some great guidance here so that you can protect uh your pro, your intellectual property or yes. your whatever your writing or whatever it is right so absolutely at the speed of which this goes it's very interesting because uh, a lot of people want to put copyrights on things. This mm-hmm. is a this is a situation where uh, you can actually put a a claim on something before copyright yeah. hit because yeah. it's so fast, and you need to do that in this digital space mm-hmm. because that so many people, as Karen said, share 
information. Not too many people want to hold anything back. They want people to see what they're produced. And the thing that I like about it is that I've seen all of this manifest behind even what she's talking about, that file. Mm -hmm. Behind that file is a whole list of, of um, what do you call them, ingredients and this, this manifest of that particular file, and not one of them is the same. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's digital DNA. Yeah. It's what it is, and it tracks. And we've talked to uh, some legal minds that see, see this, and they said, my goodness, this is, uh, goes beyond literally like something like one of these uh, electronic signature companies mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. could use. This goes beyond that okay. because you actually can find the trail of that manifest and what was created all the way down to just looking at it. And everything can be, if you wanted to buy a particular uh, thermal cup, I see you're drinking, I don't want, and somebody has a certain design of that and it's better and it does better than the ones that's most popular now, somebody needs to just put that in there. Any type of property, any type of writing, any type of piece of sound, right. anything that someone can comes up with needs to be protected if they so want. Mm -hmm. And the other side of that is what Karen has created is that if AI wants to use it or there's something so, I guess, in demand that someone wants to use what has been protected, they need to contact that company right. or that person and right. say, let us work out something yeah. so we can share this with everybody and we can help your model. Okay. This is really complex. It's a lot to do. But I, we, you have a tool. Yes, we do. Okay. Now, because people are like, okay, now I'm, how do I do all this? Well, why don't you introduce the solution? Certainly. <laughs> the solution is File Baby. Okay. That's right. my File Baby. Okay. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, okay, everyone, take a deep breath here because <laughs> you're about to learn now that uh, there's a solution to this called File Baby, and uh, why don't you both just lay that out for us so we'll know what that is? How do we how do we get get to that? How do we find it? How do we purchase it? How do we, all the information? You're going to have it all here, and plus it'll be in our article on doingbusinessinbentonville.com that will be launched as when this video is launched. So okay, take that away. I'm ready to see because I'm like I'm over here like. Okay, this is getting really complicated. We've got to really find a solution. That's right. Yes. All right. That's right. That's right. So FileBaby is, when I went to Stanford, we studied a lot of tools that, that have been worked on by these scientists. And so what FileBaby is, is, is my implementation of these tools and an easy-to-use uh, app that uh, I've designed that I like to use because I'm, I do a lot of art, a lot of music, a lot of writing. Um, and, and so I have many, many files that I want to claim myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the things I might want to sell to AI to use as training data, I might sell it to only some companies and not others. And I need a way to be able to... Uh, to track and trace that. And so uh, I invented FileBaby to, uh, to, to do the things that I want to do with my, with my media files. Mm -hmm. With her created content, literally mm -hmm. her created content, original content, because uh, FileBaby can acknowledge whether it was AI generated or if it was 
created by a human. Mm-hmm. And that's what something that, that helps mm-hmm. people decide because sometimes people, do you want to hear real music? Is it live or is it Memorax? You remember those commercials? Oh, yeah. Those takes away yeah. back then. I'm kind of yeah. dating ourselves. I don't mind. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And you also, it can say, well, at this time, Karen Curer created this. But this one might have been created by Microsoft or Google or Leica or Nikon or any of these large companies that are part of the the content of authenticity initiative. So that's some of the things that we want to do. Okay, so the con the solution is called File Baby. Yes. All right. So now, Karen, uh, when did you invent this, create this? Over the last few months. Okay, so this is recently you've done yes. that. And so now, if who's it for? Who's File Baby for? It's for uh, someone who wants to protect their content. Okay. Someone who wants to keep track of, of mm-hmm. their own work trail, mm-hmm. how they arrived at, at producing mm-hmm. certain creative content, mm-hmm. and even for their own reference. Like I have many pictures of sunsets that I've taken over the years. Mm-hmm. Now I also have many pictures of sunsets that I've produced using Microsoft Responsible AI. So if I save those in, in a library where, in a gallery where I can easily tell where they came from, it, it helps me keep track as well. Um, also, it's important because uh, if you've used AI-generated content, uh, let's say I went back and I'm writing a book and I'm pulling pictures out and I pull out some sunsets. Uh, if I pull out ones by accident that are AI-generated, the copyright office might reject my claim for the whole work. And, and that's because you can't copyright AI-generated material. And that's already been established. Someone tried to uh, copyright a book that had AI-generated images. And uh, at first they said yes, and then they found out through social media that it was mm-hmm. AI-generated images, and they took back her copyright on the images. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so um, how, do, how, do, how do you get File Baby? You go to file.baby okay. online, and right. you can sign up there. Okay. And so you purchase that yes. online. Yes. Right? And then uh, after after someone purchases File Baby, is there is there a way to, uh, is there information on how they navigate that, they use that, or do you work with them? How does that work? There's tool tips online, and okay. then there's also an AI assistant right inside File Baby <laughs> that can help you uh, with the instructions on how to use File yeah. Baby and give you ideas. And uh, just to give you some ideas of, of what, yeah. what is in File Baby, yeah. you might go in and say, okay, I want to make a picture of a, uh, of a sunset uh, on a beach uh, with a palm tree in the foreground. And and so you can type that right into the AI image generator, right in File Baby. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it might make one that you like. You, wow, that's really nice. And so then you can save it to File Baby and it'll save it with the credentials that, that come right out of the AI. So it signs it and says where it came from, Microsoft Responsible AI. Um, and then uh, you could later pull that same image into something like Photoshop, do some editing, and when you save out the Photoshop, it also, it also signs its file. Mm-hmm. And so then that trail of, of where it originally came from is there. Um, you can inspect any file by dragging it into File Baby. 
any file that you find. You can inspect to see if it has these credentials or not. Because a lot of files already have them in there, mm-hmm. and you don't know it. And so uh, it's good to, to start looking and seeing what has credentials. Um, you, can, uh, you can upload your older files, mm-hmm. like things you've taken on camera, and you can, you can create a manifest right on FileBaby just with, by typing in uh, your name, uh, your LinkedIn, or your, uh, or your Instagram. Mm-hmm. address and then a uh, description of, of what you're uh, signing and then upload that with your file and it'll do everything for you mm-hmm. and make it so when you share that file then because file baby the whole per- premise behind file baby is making it so there's a safe way to share your files mm-hmm. so once you share that file uh, that protection stays with it mm-hmm. I, w- I want to say something about this Andy because where we're located Northwest Arkansas as uh, as we know, there's so many Fortune top mm-hmm. top companies here, mm-hmm. and uh, I want Karen to kind of explain uh, what's probably viable for some of the audience that you reach retail mm-hmm. and what this could mean. For instance, someone comes out with a new particular product mm-hmm. that's going on a particular shelf, or it's going into one of the mods somewhere here, and uh, they want to introduce it. It's brand new. And this hasn't been seen by the general public. But if they were to just put it out there, mm-hmm. the AI would grab that. And mm-hmm. next thing we might see that product that's bouncing around in some slasher movie that they don't want their product in. All right. right. But if the file is protected, AI couldn't pull that. Mm-hmm. If they AI were to use that or some type of variation of that, it's going to make a violation alert, basically a check to mm-hmm. say, at this time of the day, somebody tried to use mm. or someone or an AI model tried to use this particular new product image. And, but with FileBaby, it can protect that. Mm-hmm. And if there were the violation at some point when the U.S. or Justice Department of Justice decides what violations and penalties are, mm-hmm. they can come back and say, well, I had a violation on this date and somebody did that. I need you all to address this. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about retail here. So we're all these different suppliers and vendors here have something mm-hmm. that they should want to protect. So with FileBaby, we have different levels of, of pricing, uh, and and it's not anything that's blowing people's mind and shocking, um, because there are some people that have fewer files than some mm-hmm. larger company that have a lot more files, mm-hmm. and we would address that. And and it's something that uh, we know that is secure, uh, as secure as any of the large um, server. The large companies we have with servers are, are Microsoft, um, that platform mm-hmm. for the cloud-based security with all the content credentials and the mm-hmm. every bells and whistles that you can get to know that your file is safe and secure. Not you, speechless, Andy. Come this, on. This is, um, <laughs> let's step back a moment. Okay. Okay, uh, because this is really great news. And it's the first solution I've heard of uh, that, that, that we're talking about. So we began this podcast and we talked about the concerns of AI, the authenticity of AI. We know AI, we're not saying that's a bad thing, but the authenticity of it is what we're here to address. Um, now we talked about that. We know there's the executives from all the major companies that has been to Washington. We, we know Washington is concerned about it. Yes. They're concerned about this whole issue right now facing the world. 
around this artificial intelligence. Uh, uh, then we've read numerous reports in magazines and on t- seen on television and uh, online about individuals that have used AI incorrectly. We've seen that from education educators to music performers. Right. We've seen that. All right. Now here you are as a company or individual. You've got you've got information that you've developed or written or you you uh, that that's yours. Right. Now there's a solution called File Baby that can can keep your information safe. Is that is that the way to say it? It is. That's it's it's it is in the sense of it can keep your. Uh, your credentials intact. It yeah. can keep it trackable and traceable. Okay, trackable um, and traceable. It's not to keep it hidden in private. That's right. not what File Baby's for. Right. So yeah, because you don't yeah. want to keep it hidden. I mean, most people want their hard work to be shared. Yes. Yeah. There's if there's you know it's it's all it's it's all this knowledge is there and what makes this country so great, this world so great, because there's so many people. That they that share information with us that gets that helps us every day, you know, and uh, and for millions of reasons. Yes. But now there's a solution, and I am sitting across the table from the two people that are talking about it. It's amazing, <laughs> you know. I can't believe I'm here. You know, Andy, I, I want to share with something. This what's amazing is that it's right here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. right here in Bentonville. We we worked with the the collaborative over at the University of Arkansas, the collaborative. We can go in there. That's where I meet Karen sometimes. But Andy, you gotta hear how Karen got here. Okay. And let's hear it. And then we'll you you gotta tell them how you got here because yes. that's something that folks need to understand about this area and this community. Sure. Um I'd spent about ten years living in Austin, Texas from from my original home in, in Akron, Ohio. And uh I um, entered the the Bitcoin and a Bike Northwest Arkansas Council mm-hmm. contest, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess they got about sixty five thousand entries, and they picked a hundred <laughs> people to move here, and I was one of the lucky one hundred, and wow. I won ten thousand dollars in a really cool bicycle <laughs> <laughs> with a basket, <laughs> with a basket that I put my little dog in. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a great story. Yeah, that's how she got here. That's yeah. how you got. And how long have you been here? Uh, I'm coming up on two years this summer. Okay, great, great. Well, okay. Now, um, yeah, everyone, I would say that we scratched the surface today. I, we, I don't. We did not get really deep here. But here's what I, I want to do. I, it, I think our viewers and listeners. They, they want much more depth here. They want to hear from you all again. Because what we didn't even do is we didn't even talk about this yet. And uh, Karen's book, Blockchain, Thunder AI, uh, we're going we're gonna to have this. Uh, this will be in the article. Uh, be a link where you can purchase this, Amazon, Walmart, whatever, online. So we'll, we'll share this. But I want you to come back, and I want to get into this book a bit. Yes. And then... I want you to come back, and I want to talk more about this file, baby. I want you to talk more about that because things are so rapidly changing and happening in this space. Yes. And one of the things I would love for our 
I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Our series, I'm just going to go ahead and let bring, bring a man and say, no, we're going to do, we're going to do, listen, we're doing a series here, okay? And so I got them on camera and I'm not going to edit this out. So, no, we're going to do a series here because I think with things happening so quickly and all the, all the unknowns, uh, you have a solution. And I think that, and, and you're in this space deeply. This is where you live in this space. And I think you have to come back and you've got to help our viewers, our audience, educate them around this topic. You, uh, you, got, you guys, Sounds you, like will you do that? Plan. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Okay. Well, I want you to come back when I do Thank this. You. But um, I didn't even get to my questions. You know, uh, today, because I, in my research with you, I have so many questions. I want to get to them eventually. Uh, we, won't, we won't get to them today, but let's do this. Let's just sum up today, and then we're going to come back, and we're going we're gonna to get them back in the studio fairly quickly so we can get out another episode uh, uh, around, around this critical topic, uh, authenticity of AI. So... But in summary, let's just summarize, both of you, please. Sure. Um, I'm going to start with something that I didn't mention, and this is something from Stanford, uh, is that if AI doesn't continue to get human data, human input, remember we mentioned it ate everything on the, on the web? Yeah. If it doesn't continue to get new information, the models start to collapse on themselves. So it breaks after... At Stanford, they were saying about five epochs so it might break, which are training cycles. And so uh, if that happens, then uh, it's not good. And, and so they need, the AI companies need that input. And so that's why it's really important to get the, get the provenance of files established. So once they're ready to flip the switch and say, you know what, we can pay for files that are marked like this. Mm -hmm. Then we're then we're going to be ready for that. So when you when you put your file in the file baby, yeah, then they they just can't grab it without your permission. Well, they can. Or they they can. can, but but there's like you said, there could be consequences to that. But well, they can look at it and then, but they can look at it and see what they can't steal. But if you <laughs> if you have developed that, you've created that, you should be compensated for that. Yes. Is that right? Yes. File baby though is is a can help you navigate that that path, correct? Yes. If they grab it cuz you know about it. You would you would know about it, but you would also um the it would also the AIs mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I've already had an AI even when I was working my own code. Mm -hmm. Uh I had I had a copyright in my code mm -hmm. and it fussed at me and said why are you trying to have me work on copyrighted code and i'm like well it's mine it says okay <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but it it can it detects things and yeah. and the ais are going to be are going to be taught to detect these flags that say don't use mm -hmm. uh if they're not already they will be mm -hmm. open ai which is one of the leaders mm -hmm. and microsoft have both already bought into the standard mm -hmm. uh so I would say it's most likely going to happen, and it'll be a badge of honor for AI, for AI companies to call themselves responsible and say we have paid for all of our content. You know, the government keeps talking about responsibility on this. Yeah. So it sounds like to me you're beginning to lead that lead in that direction, or already there. You're leading in that direction of responsibility. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what we're associated with. 
as Karen mentioned, the Content Authenticity Initiative, the, the C2PA, uh, and, and these companies that can give us, and like she said, a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And we're associated with those and happy to be here. And mm-hmm. I, as from, from, from my perspective, as I learn and I look, when I hear something that I don't understand, I'll either call or text her or just look at her like, break it down for me in layman's terms. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so for some of your audience that's, that's needs that, we're here in Office Arkansas. They can reach her and reach us through you and consult. She'll consult with them and all of that right. from right here. Well, we're going to get, for sure, we're going to get the information uh, of Karen Orson out to you. It'll be, uh, of course, it'll be in our uh, on our website. So there'll be an article there that goes along with our podcast for all of our guests. So they can reach out to them. They can also reach out and uh, more information on File Baby. We'll make sure we provide that. We'll buy the link for the book. Uh, and we really want to become an information source for our viewers and listeners around this topic. And so um, thank you all so much uh, for being here today. Uh, we just getting started. That's how I feel. And But yet, this is such a critical issue facing the world. Yes. And 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 I and I have two trusted experts sitting across from me, and I trust both of these individuals. I want you <laughs> to know that Thanks. I do. I I've, I'm getting to know them better every every time we meet and have a conversation. And I'm so glad you're you're here. I want you to come back seriously. We have a big issue here. We need to we need to keep talking about. I'm here to help and yeah. share information and resources. We're going to do that. Okay. Thank you both. Thank you. You know, we didn't even get into half of what I have on my notes here, but I can't wait for session two here. Should we continue? You know, <laughs> and we, we're going to talk football. We're, we're, we're going to talk AI. Um, we've got to talk Friends of Justin. <laughs> we haven't done that. There's so much more. So much more we're going to do. Well, thank you so much for listening and, and uh, watching us. We appreciate so much um, all of you at Doing Business in Bentonville. You know, we're really, we really are here focused around retail, around omni-channel, and now this topic that we've talked about today about AI that intersects in the, as Orson and, and Karen talked about, all into every facet of business. Sure. So we're going to keep talking about it. They'll keep bringing you ideas and uh, solutions. Thank you again today. Get, don't forget, check out our website, dbbnwa.com. Again, that's where all the information is uh, and our podcasts and plus your favorite streaming channel. I'm Andy Wilson. Thank you again, everyone. Have a wonderful day.